fighting for the rights of all people and who believe moral action is needed to save this democracy. They fight for the protection and rights of the poor and all related issues that influence poverty. The campaign took to the Bicentennial Mall in front of the General Assembly building in downtown Raleigh. A host of speakers called for action for a variety of issues affecting the United States as a whole, but especially the poor. Issues that hurt the poor, like environmental justice, welfare, racism, ableism, sexism, homophobia, and more. Fighting for reproductive rights, finding affordable childcare and equal pay. Women, it's our time. In North Carolina, women find it hard to make those decisions without thinking of others. Statistics show that women are 35% more likely than men to be poor, with single, women, single mothers facing the highest risk. Currently, 35% of single women with children live and raise in poverty. Women, it's our time. I'm a member of the LGBT community because as a college graduate um, of Howard University back in 1988, go by since, no shade to Shaw University, um, I found it very difficult to maintain or obtain employment that could financially provide for my family as a single parent. See, I, I do believe that my mere association with the LGBT community hindered my financial stability for after losing a job of 17 and a half years at $110,000 a year, my income decreased to $20,000 a year. My looks or my dominant male attire stopped prospective employees abilities to actually view me as a contender for employment, although I had all of the requirements and all of the qualifications and that degree from the number one institution, um, black institution in America. Now, therefore, I had to go to Goodwill stores and buy clothing for my nephew. I had to go to food banks. I had to go to crisis to get my bills paid with a college degree and just to provide for my family. However, it is not just uh, the situation that's affecting me, it's affecting a lot of the LGBT community as well. Uh, according to statistics, poverty is experienced by 1.6 youth in the United States. And between 20 to 40 percent of these youth are LGBTQ. And of the 9 million LGBTQ in the United States, half of these are women who are lesbian or bisexual. And 24 percent of the 4.5 million are struggling with poverty. It's an honor to be here today with all of you who are showing your opposition to inhumane government policies. I sit here before you today as a proud member of the disability community, but one is who, who is unable to work. I contracted polio as an infant where my parents were missionaries willing to live their faith in many unexpected ways even returning to the U.S. for better health care, where doctors said I would never walk. So my mother fired them and set about doing everything they told her not to do. I tell you this because unlike our legislature, my parents' faith believed in the dignity of all humans. My parents taught me the dignity of risk. 
They let me figure out what my limits were. They did not overprotect me with fear or lack of imagination. I was allowed to live in the world on my own physical terms and treated as a whole human being. At 10, I entered a freakish hospital for poor crippled children in which I was seen as nothing but defective body parts. These doctors over seven years would suspend me virtually naked in the cast room, wrapping plaster around my body and talking about me as if I didn't exist. After four months of this, I was enraged at their humanity. Their words, we better let her go home before she cracks up, indicate no awareness that their actions were the cause of my rage. And that rage today I feel in every molecule in my body when I hear of our state legislature enacting bills that limit the options that disabled people have in this state about where to live, what choices they can make. We've had barely a response to the Supreme, U.S. Supreme Court's Olmstead um, Act ensuring that people do not end up in nursing homes. We have not developed the community support systems that allow us to live at home, in our own homes, just like the legislatures do. After the speakers, special protesters wearing orange ties around their arms joined hands in the center of West Jones Street in peaceful disobedience, singing songs like This Little Light of Mine. Marches and protests like the March for Our Lives, Moral Monday, and the Women's March all prove that North Carolinians will no longer stand for unjust laws that target the vulnerable members of society. We are putting our foot down time and time again to put an end to injustice in our state and to put an end to laws that only benefit 1% of North Carolinians. Thank you for listening. More information about the Poor People's Campaign, including their principles and demands, can be found at www.poorpeoplescampaign.org. This has been Marissa Jordan for Eye on the Triangle. All right, this is Jeremy with EOT, and today I got a special guest with me, Malika Boo. How you guys doing, man? Bro, how you doing, bro? How you been? I've been good, man. You know, time is ending in Raleigh. Uh, everybody's about to, you know, say bye to this place, all the seniors. So, you know, I'm just enjoying it. I feel that. Uh, how was your NC State experience? Uh, my NC State experience has been wonderful, man. Uh, these past four years has just been a blessing. Uh, all the love, support I got out here, and, you know, being able to play college basketball in North Carolina is just like a special thing. Yeah, like that must have been crazy when you figured out you was going to NC State playing the ACC. Like, when did you figure that out? Like, how did you feel? Like, I knew I wanted to play in the best conference, and I knew the ACC was definitely the best conference. So when I made that decision, it was just kind of like, I get to play in North Carolina. That's a super basketball state. Facts. And then not only that, I get to play some against some of the best college basketball teams in the country. That's dope. Yeah. Wait, so, I mean, when did you figure out, like, you was about to be a D1 bound? Like, I mean, you 6'8", like, you tall as heck. You got, like, a 40-inch vert. Or how how high's your vert, bro? I measure at like probably like forty four. Well, you had that one. I remember you was on ESPN that one time, right? For your vert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got that crazy vert. So you like born like you probably. Uh, nah, I actually wasn't even born athletic. I I was a bigger kid growing up. I kind of like once I lost weight and slimmed out, jumping got easier. Yeah. But 
I, I feel like I had it in me, but I really had to work for it, though. I used to work out a lot to try and jump and dunk when I was younger. I feel so you just really, like, that vertical was, like, kind of, like, self-made type vertical. Yeah, I feel like maybe if I would have just didn't work and got older, like, I'd be able to dunk and stuff. But since I, like, you know, was impatient as a kid and I worked for it, I kind of, like, had a surplus it. amount, you know. Now, like, I remember uh, I, saw, I saw someone about, like, Russ Westbrook not be able to dunk, like, when he was like, I don't know, like a junior or something, and he was talking about how he just did straight, like, I don't know, uh, what's it called? Cav raises, like, every night. I used to do that all the time. Yeah, like, I be trying to do that stuff, like, right now, because, like, I could dunk, but, like, I'm trying to get, like, you and, like, bang on people. Like, <laughs> exactly. Catch a body or something. Yeah, I mean, like, growing up, every kid wanted to dunk, so I was big on calf raises. I used to do yeah. thousands and thousands. Like how did wait? So you've been on ESPN for like your very. You've been on ESPN for like I don't know highlights. How's yeah. that feel? Like that's probably like a dream come true right there. Like, yeah, it's definitely a dream come true. You know when you grow up watching ESPN and you get to see your favorite players. You know on top right. ten. Then next thing you know you're on it. You know a couple times, maybe three or four times. So it's like it's wild, man. It's more of a blessing than anything though. Nah, yeah. How's it feel to catch a body though? Like that's the real question. Dunking like, on people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it feels good. Uh, I've done a lot of people in my life, uh, <laughs> but it, it's fun. I mean, it's still it's at the end of the day, it's still two points, but yeah, it could be a little bit of a momentum shift at the same time. Yeah, like I remember, like me and my boys talking about something interesting, like how playing sports is like it's kind of like a way to like not disrespect people, but like when you dunk on someone, you kind of like you know what I'm saying slight disrespecting them or like you being like. Yeah, it, it's like disrespect. Nobody wants to get dunked on. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've been dunked on before, but like yeah, I've been dunked on. So. I mean, it, it, it don't. It's nothing really. It's a part of the game, honestly. Unless you like get dunked on, you fall on the floor. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like if, you, if you're gonna go for a good block and then you know somebody gets you, it happens. I feel I call it karma. I dunked on so many people in my life. Yeah, like somebody caught <laughs> so many bodies. <laughs> somebody gonna catch me. Once he live by the gun, die by the gun. Exactly. I'm weak. Exactly. <laughs> But shoot, um, let's just talk about like your NC State career. Like, you went through like I feel like there was a lot of uh changes that happened, like roster changes, like all that, like with players each and every year. Then like this year we had like a new coach. Like how was like playing? Like how did that affect you? And like how just how was it like going through all that stuff during this like? Uh, uh I mean, my first three years uh, I played with Coach G, Coach Godfrey, um. You know, we built a good relationship. It didn't start off, you know, perfect because, you know, freshman, you're going to go through your ups and downs. But once he truly believed in me, that's when I became, you know, the player that I was. Um, senior year, Coach Keats came, and it, it was cool. Like, he was straight. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Wait, so, like, what was the, like, so what was the main difference? Because, like, obviously people were hype on Keats, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what was the main difference you feel like made Keats probably, like, more successful? Uh, I mean, Keys came in and, you know, we ran hard, we played hard, uh, ran a different offense, you know, we did a bunch of different things, but yeah. he had, he honestly had some good players too, you know, left over from the Coach Godfrey era. True. You know, uh, he brought in some new guys, but there was a core already there. Whether people believed in it or not, Yeah. he had players. So um, it's, it's interesting to look forward to see what he does, you know, with his own recruits and just starting from the ground up again. That is true, though, because, like, I mean, I feel like Godfrey was definitely a good recruiter. I yeah, mean, we had guys here, you yeah. know. Markel was there. Torn was there. I was there. Yeah. Nard was there. Omir was there. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, well, didn't, <laughs> y'all had Dennis. Y'all had Cat. Like, I'm I remember, saying, like, like, when I came here and, like, because I went to Christ school, 
So we was kind of like a powerhouse. Like I was always on that ESPN 100 thing when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So like I remember seeing like people that I see on ESPN 100 like at our school, like freshman year. I was like, oh snap! Like NC State like that. Like so and that was all Godfrey. So I mean, you gotta give me this props for that. For sure, you know. Um, yeah, man. It's all part of life, though, you know. Right. Changes happen, things change, you That's know. Like it's going to go one way or the other, but, you know, you just got to put your best foot forward and be optimistic. That's that's facts. So uh, here's another question. Who do you think, like, the best player you ever played with is? I ever played with? Yeah, like on your squad. On my team, I have probably say Dennis Smith. Dennis Smith? Dennis Smith. Uh, he's a special talent. Uh, he may not have went, you know, I mean, he's he was special, man. Trevor Trevor Lacey was also special too. Yeah. Cat was special. Yeah. You know, uh they all are different ty- different kinds of guys, uh but Dennis was just more of like a like a, a different breed, like once once any every generation explosion. Yeah. Uh IQ. He had like that dog too kind you of You know what I'm saying? Attitude. He yeah. was he, he was one of them guys that you know, you knew he was special from day one. Thanks. So uh, I I'll give it to him. No, nah, I remember like low key. I was playing pickup in Carmichael, and I saw like he came out one day, and like Uh-oh. I just be like playing around. Like I be trying to check people, and like I saw him just catching threes, and I was like, all right, like I'm gonna at least contest a three. Like I, I don't got no problem trying to contest like him shoot the three. You base it on me, base it. Like I go out there and then like he takes like one dribble and I swear he was like at the three point line and then he like almost dunked that thing like he got rim rejected so I was lucky, <laughs> but he like <laughs> really tried to end me I was like dang like he was really trying to get me like he was just pulling on everybody else he trying to like bang on me that was like disrespectful yeah bro. I'm telling you and then like I didn't even feel bad because like when you watch him in the league I mean he's a trying. he's been a pro so I mean like yeah. he, he gonna dunk on a lot of people man it's just it's a part of just his whole. His ability at the same time, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, um, here's another basketball question. Uh, so, who do you like try to model your game after? Like when you like, like especially like in this new NBA, because I feel like the big man positions kind of change and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, who do you look up to? And like, yeah. Uh, I like Draymond Green Draymond. for for this new NBA. I I don't. I think I could be better than him, honestly, but he just has Hell all the yeah. tools right now that I really look up to being a um, player in my position, mm-hmm. kind of my body type to yeah. be able to, you know, create shots for people, defend, yeah. and then play with an IQ. Um, that's something I want to, you know, to grow to be able to do, and that's kind of like the the bar I have set, you know. I feel like, like a lot of people, low key, like not a lot of people but like I've heard like players coming up like say they want to model the game after Draymond which is crazy cuz he's not the dude that's averaging like 30 points he's just he's yeah. a he's an important piece you know yeah. like a lot of people I, I wouldn't say I feel like I get buckets you know what I'm saying I can get buckets but <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to just say I'm out here I'm a pro level scorer or go to the league and try and score 20 yeah, I, I want to go somewhere where I fit in and, you know, just try to win as many games as I can. Yeah, no, that's respectable right there. Because like, I feel like it takes, like, a certain level, like, probably like, maturity to, like, you know what I'm saying, do what Draymond does because he got people coming at him trying to question him being, like, an all-star. I saw it, like, yeah. the other day. They were trying to question, like, like whether or not he would be a starter on, like, other teams or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I mean, I got a ring. And like that's all that matters to him, which is real. It's facts, though. Yeah. I mean, winning is like a big part. You know, it's all about sacrifice at the end of the day. Um, sacrificing character, attitude, 
all for one goal and just to win as much as you can and hopefully championships. Not facts, facts. So are you you declare for the draft, right? Yeah, I mean senior. I'm senior eligible and I'm just working right now, just trying to prepare as much as I can for the draft. I feel that. Everything is workouts. Um I've been out west just kinda training and getting my body right and just fixing and sharpening my mechanics. So, you know, these next I'd say 10 weeks are going to be real important for me. Uh, even if I don't get drafted, that's not really, like, the be-all, end-all. They, mm-hmm. They're going to pick, well, I think 30, 60 guys or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I'm still going to have my opportunities to, you know, to prove myself and get to play in the league. And, yeah, my opportunities. And even if not, I playing overseas, there's still a lot of money out there, <laughs> to you know, to play, to play a you sport. You can't even complain about that. You like, know, it's to play a sport. You're going to make uh, six figures or something like that. No, nah, that's to, real, though. So like, it's like as long as uh, I'm playing my sport that I love and I'm enjoying it, I got no complaints, man. I'm a happy guy. No, nah, that's dope, man. That's dope. Like, I mean – so, like, for, like, the draft workouts, like, what do y'all do? Like, y'all work out, like, two times a day, three times a day? Yeah, like, two, three times a day, just weight room stuff, on-court things. Like, it's all just a regimen, just trying to get you as prepared as possible. Yeah. Oh, even talking about that, let's go back to, like, being a student athlete because, like, I mean, obviously, that's going to be a controversial topic, whether or not y'all should be paid or not. Like, how do you feel about that? Because y'all be working, like, I'm pretty sure, like, they be working, y'all, especially, like, in this conference, like where y'all got like mad competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, say that again. I'm sorry. I was saying. <laughs> Are we all right? I was saying. How do you feel about like the whole student athletes should be paid thing? I feel like they should. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like being a student athlete, Division One, like we're handing a lot of stuff. Like not illegally, of course, but like education is free. Yeah. And. Uh, I, t- I take visits to other places, and, you know, state is, like, a wealthy place, and yeah. our facilities, everything is perfect. They make sure we're fed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you really just don't have money to do probably extra things. Yeah. So, but everybody's situation is different, you know. I'm fortunate enough that I, I'm not well off, and my family, you know, I, I, they didn't, we're not struggling or anything like that, but mm-hmm. there's some kids out there that are struggling, but their their ability has got them to this level. Mm-hmm. So being able to pay student athletes, he could help use that money to help his family, he or mm-hmm. she, you know what I'm saying, or yeah. use that money and save it and maybe help his life after if he doesn't want to play pro or anything yeah. like that, you know. Um, it's rigorous. You're practicing every day, going hard. Yeah. Coach Keith's practice, you're going to be in there forever running. Using your body. You know what I mean? Selling your body is more than a 40-hour work week, you know? Yeah. So it's like, at the same time, like, athletes do deserve to be compensated for, like, everything they put into it. But I don't want to neglect the fact that we do get a lot and we're very fortunate. So yeah. it's a, there's, a, there's a balance. And I can see why they're, they're kind of hesitant to pay us because – we get so much, but they're also capitalizing off us a Capital. lot more than we will ever touch. Yeah. Millions. It's a million dollar, billion, probably billion dollar industry. No, it's crazy because, like, I mean, like, like college football, like college basketball, like March Madden is crazy. Like, crazy. They're everybody got the app. Like, how much money they're making off that yeah, app? They're making millions and billions of yeah. dollars. So it's like maybe you should, you know, give these athletes a little something, you know. Yeah. It's just so it's like. But you know the world don't play fair. Yeah, I know it's 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 a complicated like issue. Like I'm on the sours. Like they really like making like people know NC State because like we made it to the tournament or something like that. Yeah. So like our sports teams like low key like football and basketball especially 
definitely help promote the school, which is kind of like a job. So Just like I kind of feel like they deserve to get paid, but then like I also I don't know it's about education. So like my parents are kind of always telling me like education gets you anywhere. So like, I understand the other argument too. The student, like, hey, here's what I say: like student athletes everywhere, you know, Division One. That's all I can speak for. Yeah. Uh, on scholarship. They're not, you know, leaving college with any type of debt, any type of loans, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. their ability put them at a level where it would be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I'm not going to come out here and be like, man, we're struggling. We need money. But some people are struggling. Yeah. But we are fortunate to be in this position at the same time. Yeah. No, that's very true. I mean, that's a humble way to look at it. But shoot, um... You also make music though, don't you, bro? Yeah, you know, on <laughs> my free time, whatever that is, I, I like to make music. You know, I like to expand myself, my horizons, especially with art, and you know, try to experiment with things and have like, fun for sure. Who's who some of your musical influences? Like, uh, man, I say biggest music influence I've ever had is probably Kanye. Kanye, because he he always wanted to break boundaries along with. How you feel about how he's wilding right now? Kanye's wilding right now, but at the same time, he's really just trying to show people that you're free. You're free to think and be whoever you are, even if it's against the status quo. Yeah. And he, and he's gonna do that and raise eyebrows and make people be like, "Yeah, come on, Kanye, you yeah. wilding out." But it's really to show you, like, yo, like. Kanye, he he he's he went on record saying I love Trump. That's my brother. I don't. He's saying I don't agree with a hundred percent of everything he says. But he said I don't agree a hundred percent with anybody says besides myself. And at the, and when I, I see that, real, real. you know what I'm saying. And when I see that, I'm like, you know what? Like Trump be wilding. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. He said he does some things, and you know, uh, maybe just discriminatory and. It, it could be hurtful to, you know, people in our culture, you know, African-American culture. Yeah, like his policies yeah, and, like, and things the like people that. who, like, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, him. like, you can't penalize Kanye for having an interest or, you know, his own view. I just feel like the thing about it is, like, um, since Trump is, like, he kind of represents, like, a lot of, like, you know what I'm saying? A bad stigma yeah, he, of racism yeah, and bigotry and all bigotry. that. Bigotry, you know, that's the part with me. I'm like, Kanye, it's tough to endorse a guy like that. But at yeah. the same time, he's free to do that. I mean, I can't be mad at I him. Was like, like, I can't hate him. I, I feel you. Like, I 100% feel what you're saying. Like, because I was reading his tweets. He was saying some stuff that, like, was actually real. Like, he was saying, like, you can't like he was saying it's easier to hate than it's to love or something like that. Yeah. So I thought, all right, he's trying to be deep by saying I love Trump because like everybody like it's easy to say I hate Trump because it's like the everybody, status quo. It's the status quo. Everybody. So I was like, all right, he's trying to like I don't know break, break boundaries that way and like he was also like I don't know he kind of looks for reactions too. Yeah, definitely. It's a his his whole yeah. mantra is pretty much like I'm breaking down the door. Yeah. I'm not knocking on it softly. I just like I just didn't I don't know. Trump is just like I don't want him getting hyped up. That's the reason why I yeah, can't I mean, mess with it. Trump probably don't care. He's gonna take the endorsement and you know yeah. still do whatever he wants to do or whatever he's been doing. I think Kanye just wants people to free think. You know, yeah. All I black mean, people don't gotta be Democrats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All all, all white people don't gotta be Republicans. You know what I'm saying? I think he yeah. just wants people to to use their own train of thought and be free. Because I think in today's society, being yourself is like what they made the hardest part. Yeah. Because they give you all these guidelines of what to follow and what's okay. Yeah, I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. yeah, he really was saying some stuff. And, like, it was hidden under all the other, like, 
headline and stuff about him saying like love like i love trump or whatever so like i mean he really is like on some deep stuff but like i mean yeah kanye's definitely a goat definitely a goat so um, like that's definitely a goat another big influence mm-hmm. of mine jizzy drake drake love drake <laughs> <laughs> i love drake yeah. uh i like those guys because not only like you know hip-hop rapping wise do they like excel but they they're not afraid to break boundaries and yeah. and make music, you know, like yeah. make a good make good music. I feel like a lot of artists, like a lot of people, can rap. Yeah, got a lot bars, of bars, intricacy, yeah, punchlines, whatever. With the but, sound. But like, if your music isn't like just good music that people just can like feel and enjoy, like yeah. it's gonna it's not gonna transcend. It's just gonna just Facts. fade away. They definitely, yeah. They Kanye definitely sonically like sonically is amazing, bro. Yeah. He he knows next he, level. Next level, you know what I'm saying? He he's not afraid. Yeah, and then like same with Drake. Like Drake went with the whole what's it called like Caribbean. Like, he did that one made songs like One Dance Controller, yeah. but then also rapped on songs. It's he like, like cop, he like he didn't cop. He was like on the future. That future album, which is basically with that whole new wave, like yeah, hard, like, like you know what I'm saying. Man? So like, yeah, it's ver- I I like people who are versatile. Yeah, I feel that 100. percent You know what I'm saying? Don't yeah. you don't ever put yourself in a box. You can do anything. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like a lot of people, like a lot of my favorite artists are versatile. Like I like you know what I'm saying Kanye, Drake, Kendrick, people who can like. You know what I'm saying? Make like a hype track, but they can also like spit some real stuff. Mm-hmm. They can spit some real stuff that sounds good. Exactly. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's real talent, honestly. Real talent. And with music, it's like, it's it's hard because there's a lot of music out there. You know what I'm saying? So like, I feel like to have like like those are, like the people who stand out the most probably because they do it the best. Like make music sound good it while saying exactly. while saying stuff. Exactly, bro. Yeah, like. And music is fun to make, man. I would, I would, I'd, I'd tell everybody they should go and make music. It's real simple, um, especially yeah. with the music making. I never, I never recorded in the studio. I did it all in my room. No, yeah, man. People be like, I feel like everybody a rapper almost nowadays. Yeah, everybody wants to be a rapper and do all that. I'm, I, I don't really promote it. Be like, yo, go get this. But like, you know, it's good to sometimes have your music out there and people appreciate it. No, thanks. But as long as you do it for you and you're happy about it, like, do your thing. Go record something. <laughs> nah, heck yeah. Wait, what was the song? Wait, well, you dropped the song that you said you really wanted to play. What was it called? Uh, uh, it's Habibi Diamonds. Habibi uh, Diamonds. Diamonds. Yeah, it's on. The, it's on the album Wave Boy Forever. Uh, Where can you get that? Uh, you can get that anywhere. Anywhere you stream your music, your Taylor Swift, your Kanye, <laughs> your Jerk, Wave Boy, Wave Boy Forever is available to album. And it's just a lot of different stuff in there. Um, probably a lot of crazy stuff too. I don't think I want everybody listening to that. But at the same time, it's yeah. like. Uh, it's all just for the for the fun of the music, nothing really, you know. I mean, that's beautiful, you know what I'm saying? As long as yeah. you're having fun, like. Fun of the music, uh, maybe not a full representation of everything that's really going on, but it's there, though. A lot of passion, a lot of truth. That's real, that's real, that's real. All right, well, this is about all the time we got. Um, I was here with a boo. Oh, you trying to drop, like, Instagram, Twitter? Uh, I mean, it's probably hard to find me. I don't, I haven't used twitter in like two years i haven't posted a pic on the gram in two years but i use my story if you want to follow me i'm wave boy color w-a-v-e-b-o-y-c-o-l-o-r on instagram uh yeah that's me right there
That's a uh, low key. That was one of the dopest like Instagram handles I seen. Like, how'd you even think about that, bro? Like, I I don't Game know. Gameboy Color. Yeah, it's like you remember Game it? Boy yeah, Game Boy Color. But you know, I, I, my, my music name is Wave Boy, so I was like, oh, Wave Boy Color. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody want to be Wave. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's, it's it's perfect, man. But uh, that about wraps it up. This was uh, Jeremy from EOT.